What's up, everybody, and welcome to the iReach Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Robinson, founder and CEO of Construct Reach, a national consultancy and initiative that aims to diversify the construction, design, and innovation industries and empower a younger generation. Every single week, we are here merging education, industry, and culture with a variety of featured guests that you do not want to miss. So let's go. I reach. All right. What's up, everybody? We are back here for another week of I reach, another episode, and of course, another amazing guest. I have got Scott Mayer here with me. Scott, how you doing, man? Doing well today, Paul. Glad to be here, man. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. So we are going to talk about a lot. Uh, we're going to talk about you. Right. So just to kind of get a chance to hear your story, um, you know, as it pertains to how you got into construction. So just share with us a little bit, man, uh, your journey, your story and how you got into this field. All right. I'd be glad to. Um, I graduated from the University of Missouri of St. Louis in 1996 and was fortunate to get hired by the Robert Bosch Corporation selling automotive parts. And my first job, I lived in Memphis, Tennessee and was promoted to live in New Orleans, Louisiana, selling spark plugs all over the Southeast. Um, great company, large multinational company, great people that I worked with there. Um, from there, I took an opportunity in Charlotte, North Carolina, selling meat of all things, uh, bacon, lunch meat, things like that to grocery stores. So as you can see, not at all related, completely new industry and was doing well there. And um, during the recession, I got um, reduction in force. I got fired. I got laid off. Um, I was making my numbers. Everything was good. But I was the youngest employee or newest employee. So um, I got uh, reduced out of that position. And fortunately, I was living across the street from the daughter of a president of the concrete company here in Charlotte, North Carolina, Concrete Supply. And it, you know, the good Lord looked down on me and they were needing a salesman because they had somebody retiring and I was available. And that's how I got into the, the construction industry, selling ready mix concrete as my first role. Um, was with them for, oh, four and a half years. And again, got caught up in a reduction of force and moved on to selling construction equipment for a company, um, Stone Construction Equipment out of Honeyoy, New York. Um, they recently got bought out by, I believe it was um, Scott that bought them out. But anyway, long story short, um, when when uh, when they got bought out, I came back here to Charlotte and worked for a crane company. Obviously, as you well know, you don't buy a crane or most people don't buy a crane. You rent a crane and you rent the operator, right? So I learned the crane industry. Um and uh, from there, had another company approach me. They were looking for a sales manager of a concrete company. So I took on that role with Thomas Concrete here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, did that for another four years until my current employer approached me selling construction technology. Um, I sell lasers that are used in construction every day and absolutely loved it. Oh, man, that is a... Uh... That is quite the the career journey, man. And thanks for expounding just on that. Um, there's a lot that I want to touch on. So you you you've been in sales pretty much, it sounds like, your kind of entire professional career. And one of the things that we like to highlight, um, especially within the industry of construction, is the different career pathways that exist, right? And there's just not a lot of visibility. And sometimes a younger demographic, which by the way, the industry is in need of um, by a landslide. 
you know, but one of the things that we like to do is provide exposure to the different career pathways that exist. And so when you have young people that, you know, they may not want to go and swing a hammer or what have you, and there's nothing wrong with that, but when they don't know all of the different career pathways that exist underneath the umbrella of the construction industry, then they can have an interest, i.e. sales or skill set, right? Sales, but yes, automatically think that they have to do that in another sector. Correct. You're 100% correct. Um, I, I am blessed in the fact that I get to t talk to junior high school students, high school students, and college students through a trade organization that I belong to, and also my wife's an assistant principal at a high school. But one thing folks need to understand is go out there with, with your eyes open. As you said, everybody thinks construction is digging ditches and banging nails. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a noble profession. You know, you can have a great career and raise a family doing that. But also in construction, if you like computers, they're used every day in the office, out in the field. Do you like money? Every business, every business needs a finance person. So if money interests you, don't say, well, I can only work in the banking industry or I can only work in the investment industry. Open your eyes. And another thing I'd like to share with folks that, you know, maybe new or just don't think about this often, your strength in any position comes from the network that you're involved with. Every position that I have ever earned is because I knew somebody and either they reached out to me or told me, hey, reach out to Paul. He does a podcast and they'd like to talk to you. And so building your network as a young person is the best thing that you can do. Not just in your silo. I don't, I don't just talk to salesmen. You know, I talk to, to salesmen and women. I talk to the finance. I talk to the human resource people because you never know. And if you make a good enough impression down the road, they say, hey, you know, this one time I met this guy and next thing you know, I'm getting a phone call, right? Absolutely. Man, that is so good. I mean, that's a nugget right there because a lot of people, you know, they think that they have to do everything on their own and chase everything. But a lot of times it's just leaning on the people that you have in your circle. And that's why your circle really matters. And being able to network and get a chance to to know folks in, in different sectors that are in, in a different line of work or what have you, because you never know, right? Like what, what, what help they can provide, uh, how they can be of a resource to you. That's that human capital. Right. And there's there's nothing more uh, valuable than that, man. So no, that is that is good. You are correct, Paul. I mean, think about it. If somebody comes to you and says, hey, Paul, I'm looking for um, a human resources person. And you think to yourself, man, I got this friend, Mark, that would be a great guy. Yeah, there's nothing in it for you. But now you just helped out your buddy find an HR person. Now they essentially owe you a favor, but they <laughs> know that you're trying to help them you know, can't all be for me, right? I got to right. try and help other people. And as far as the whole networking thing goes, people think, oh, okay, well, I have to go to a, you know, I have to go to a convention. I have to go to a conference. No, man, networking can be, you go to work at a Habitat for Humanity house and there's three other people there. Hey, you know, what do you, what do you all do for your company? You know, that's networking folks at church, you know, uh, folks in your community, you know, our salesman that works on my team up in um, Washington, D.C., he found out a neighbor two doors down worked for one of the largest contractors he was trying to make contact with. And the dude's living two doors down from him. So just by walking down and introducing himself, boom, it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So when did you 
when did you realize that that sales was kind of your your profession that you wanted to stick with? Um, ever since I was a young person, I love meeting new people. Okay, I'm not the guy that stands back and wallflowers in the room. I'm the one that comes up and says, "Hey, I'm Scott. How are you? Nice to meet you." And to me, that's interesting. That's my favorite part of what I do is I get to meet new people, new environments every day. I, I respect those that can sit in a cubicle all day long in front of a computer and crunch numbers. But when I was, when I was a young man, I was out, I was doing, I was more happy when I was with people than when I was isolated doing my own thing. Um, wasn't a big gamer, of course, I'm 54 years old, so Atari was all we had back then. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> showing my age there, and I'm not Retro, talking about yeah. – Yeah, exactly. You know, um, Pac-Man was the big thing, right? But anyway, you know, you got to do what makes you feel good because if you're a, an introvert and you don't care and you try to be an extrovert, you can do it for a little while, but people will see through that. They'll know your heart's not in it, you know? My yeah. boss tells me all the time, you know, you're in your right role because if I tried to bring you in here in the office, you know, you, you could do it, but you'd go crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that is good, man. Especially as we try to get this message out to a lot of budding young adults, right? They're in that intersection where they're moving into adulthood and the world is coming at them and they're trying to decide internally what they want to do. They're thinking about what they're good at, what their skills are externally they're feeling that pressure too because you have graduation coming up maybe uh you've got your parents asking you what you're going to do or when you're getting out the house i mean it's all of these different scenarios right that exist during that that interesting window in life man when you are moving into adulthood and trying to figure out how you're going to make a living how you're going to enjoy right um kind of what you do your work and you know you mentioned something you know about kind of yourself and your personality uh, with being an extrovert and, and loving to be around people and things of that nature. You know, one of the things that I, I like to tell young people is that there's, you've got a strength, right? Regardless of where you fall on that extrovert or introvert. And it's just, it's being confident in who you are and understanding that guess what? There's a role, there's a career pathway that's for you based on your personality. So you don't have to become this different person just to get, you know, on the road to success, right? And so I'm right. glad you got a chance to bring that up because, you know, you didn't try to to be an introvert and say, okay, well, this is what I have to do. And, you know, to, to get to where I want to go, hey, I already love being around people. I love having conversations, right? That brings energy to me. I'm revived by that, you know, and I'm a very outgoing person. I find those conversations and dialogue interesting because I grow as a result and become more well-rounded, hey, why yes, not allow that to be a profession tied to it as well? And so I'm glad you got a chance to bring that up because a lot of people, they're not thinking like that. You know, it's kind of very linear. And what I try to bring to their awareness is to approach it from a dynamic standpoint, right? Um, you know, and so not to just be so linear and structured saying that, hey, this is where I am and this is what I can do and this is only what I can do, but it's allowing people that have these various career journeys that have taken different routes, but still on the road to success and fulfillment to allow them to see what the possibilities are. Yes, sir. 
You're 100% correct. And you hit on something, Paul, that I would highly recommend. I tell young people all the time, don't go in with a preconceived notion. You know, go in with your eyes open because, you know, you take a job, you say, hey, I, I think I do want to be an accountant. And you get in there and you try it for a couple of years and you realize you just don't like it. Well, that's okay. There, there's nothing wrong with that. It didn't work out. It's, it's yeah. no problem. You know, be open and honest with your employer. Say, hey, look, I don't think this is the role for me. You know, a lot of times they'll realize it just as much as you realize it. And they say, <laughs> right. but, you know, we could use you over here. We need a new safety coordinator. We need a new PR person. I think that might fill. So just be honest with them. And, and if you don't like it, that's another thing I tell people all the time. If you're in a role and you realize you hate your job, by all means, get another one. Don't yeah. go to the work dreading work every day. It's going to wear on you. You know, find something that does make you happy. Make a change. Now, do it the right way. You know, communicate with your current employer. But, Absolutely. man, find another role. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good advice, man. Um, so, you know, it's interesting. So once you, once you stop selling meat, right, like you went into the construction industry, and you've had various positions and various roles, I would say, you know, within that or with different companies. Let me let me rephrase it like that. Um, what made you stay within the construction industry? What has kept you within that industry? So the, my favorite thing about the industry was I've, I've always worked with my hands, too. So I've always been an expert, extrovert and I've always worked with my hands because my dad would fix things around the house and he would involve me. Well, in the construction industry, you get to be out in the field some. I'm calling on the offices some. I'm I'm meeting people after hours some, you know, to network. So it's not just, okay, and please, I don't mean this disrespectfully because I respect the people that can stand on an assembly line and screw bolts in all day long because we need those people. Mm -hmm. I just can't do it. Some people, that's all they want and and great, more power to them. But that's not me. I love the variety. I love that it's different. And let's be honest. I mean, who hasn't driven by a skyscraper and be like, wow, that's kind of cool, you know? So there is a, a certain cool factor. Um, I've been, you know, on a crane in a bucket riding up 40 floors above the ground. Um, I've been in, uh, I live outside Charlotte, North Carolina, and there's a huge pickle manufacturing here called Mount Olive Pickle Company. I've been in their plant helping them do stuff. Um, uh, Sierra, Nevada, I've been in their brewery in Asheville, North Carolina. So in construction, you know, you're not doing the same thing every day and you get to see some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. You know, I mean, that's one of the, the reoccurring things that, that we see when we talk to people that, that work in this industry is that you know, you get a chance to see the the fruit of that labor, if you will, right? There's a lot of things that you can do and you can put a lot of time, attention, and effort into. And you're wondering what the ROI is going to be. You're wondering, like, what is it all for? Because maybe sometimes you don't, you don't see the results, right? But with construction, you know, it is the complete opposite because at the end of every day, you actually get a chance to see that what you did, the work that you put in that day, um, has led to it being just a little bit further along, right? So you see that contrast from the beginning to the end of the day, every single day. Yes, sir. Um, and then you mentioned as well, 
you know, being able to to travel, right? Getting a chance to to see different places, meet different people. It's amazing, you know, like being in this profession pretty much all of my adulthood and having the opportunity to to travel to so many different places is amazing, man. Like how much things change in a matter of hours, right? Uh, when you're going from state to state, yes, sir. You know, from city to city, and so that's a cool experience as well. Just being able to travel and getting the chance you know, to, to see the world, essentially, to see the country, um, you know, as a profession, right? And being a part of these staples that go up in cities and or communities that create experiences for people. And then to sit back and say, hey, you know what? I was a part of that, or I built that. You are correct. And, and you said it right. It is internationally, because you can start to work for a construction company. Let's pick one in the oil industry, Halliburton. They work worldwide. Yeah. Um, you know, there are construction companies, the, the tall building in Dubai, it's the tallest building in the world. Now that is built by a company that has international presence, or you could stay local or you could stay regionally. Hey, I live in the Midwest. I'd really kind of like to stay, you know, within six hours of home, you can do that. And let me tell you something, Paul, once you get into the construction industry, people rarely leave. Now they'll go from company to company or like me, roll to roll different positions. But once they get in it, it gets in their blood and, and, you know, they stay forever. And, and, And as far as young people, you know, if there's something that interests you, find out more about it, see if there's an opportunity to do it, to try it. You know, I tell people all the time, when in doubt, if you're undecided, Go into the trade out of high school. Say, I don't want to go to college. College isn't for me. College isn't for everybody. Um, but yeah. go into a trade. So you, you take three years as an electrician and you decide, no, nah, I really don't like this. But you carry the information you learned with you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to put a ceiling, uh, excuse me, yeah, a ceiling fan in your house. If you call an electrician out of the phone book, you know what that's going to cost you? It's going to cost you probably $150 to $200 plus the cost of the fan to do it. And that's just switching a light to a ceiling fan. Whereas if you have a little bit of electrical knowledge and you can do it yourself, you know, you can do it for just the cost of the fan. You follow me? Same with plumbing, same with carpentry. So you, yeah, you yeah, get where I'm going. It's an industry that, uh, that pays well. And I think that's, that's one of the eye openers, man. That's kind of one of the things that's, uh, that's the, that brings the shock value, right? Because <laughs> yes, a lot sir. of young people don't know how much money you can make within the industry of construction. Um, and so when you talk about people staying within that industry, they may move from company to company. But yeah, it's an industry that pays well, right? So you're right. Yeah, don't want to sleep on that. Yeah. No, sir. Well, <laughs> you know, I started out in my construction career working for a ready mix concrete company. You know, as long as you have your commercial driver's license, you can drive a ready mix truck at 21 years old. And you start out earning $40,000 a year, plus profit sharing, plus medical benefits, plus 401k mm. for driving a concrete mixer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and the longer you work and the safer you are, the more money you earn. I mean, seriously, you know, yeah. you can, you can make good money in this industry. You know, I told you, I talked to high school students. You know, the fastest way to become a millionaire, to earn your way to a million dollars is in the financial investment industry, but it takes a four-year degree and also some additional learning, okay, even an advanced degree. 
The second fastest way is in the construction industry. There are more millionaires made in the construction industry than anything but the financial industry. And I have young people. Oh, what about an NFL star? What about a, you know, a, a musician, a rapper, uh, a performer? You're right. But the number of those folks is so small versus yeah. how many people in the construction industry. It's the second fastest way to a million dollars. I should say the first fastest way is mommy and daddy had it. Give it to you. But (laughs) we're not all that blessed, are we? (laughs) Good old inheritance. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, man. Now, that's cool. So listen, let's let's lean into a little bit of of vulnerability here. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. you've had much success in in your career thus far and it's still going. But what's been what's been your biggest challenge? Okay. Um, the biggest challenge as a salesman, and I'm going to talk from my perspective is do not equate your personal value to your sales. Okay. Because your sales, nobody continually rises. Nobody has a good year every year. Nobody has a good week every week. And you've got to separate Scott as the person from Scott, the salesman, because if I don't, if I lose a deal, as a young salesperson, you take it to heart, man. Yeah. And, and it can eat you up and don't let it. And I say that from a sales perspective, but I can imagine in your role as well, man, boy, that one didn't go the way I wanted it to. Yeah. You, you got to want to get better, right? But you also can't let it own you. You can't let it define you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to get all deep and philosophical here, but I no, will. That's good. You got to be good. Coming, with, hey, you got to be good with you first. Okay. You got to be good. I know I'm a good person. Now you slacked off and you didn't do your homework. And I let somebody come in and sweep a deal out from underneath my feet, man, you got to own that because it was on me. I didn't do my job and it's happened. You know, it's shameful. You don't want to talk about it that you got your lunch handed to you, but don't, don't equate that to your personal worth. Just, Hey, I didn't get this one. Get better. The other thing is, I'm going to share some sales knowledge with you here. Ask for the no. Okay. What I mean by that is don't, I can't let Paul go, well, let's think about it. Let's get back, man. I'm going to keep pushing until I get a yes or a no out of you. And when I say pushing, I say respectfully and gently, but give me an answer. Because the third time you tell me, maybe you're telling me, no, you just don't want to insult me or hurt my feelings. But if you tell me, no. I can say, okay, Paul didn't work out. Let's move to the next one. You follow me? Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. That's good. Um, I I hope you guys remember that. Rewind it, play it again. Take this clip, share it with somebody else because that was was wisdom right there, man. Uh, And that applies to all areas of life, right? Where something that happens externally and we allow that right, to affect us and to project that onto the next thing. And we start operating from that, right? And so, no, being able to to be sure about who you are, your worth, your value, um, but still being able to own when things don't go the way that you want it to, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I always say, you know, um, L stand for lessons, man, not losses. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, there's, there's a famous quote out there and I apologize. I don't remember who said it, but he, um, he said either I win or I learn. Mm. And that's what you just said. Yeah. L is a lesson, right? Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm a big fan of quote. I like inspirational quotes. 
and the very first time I got laid off, my father-in-law is a very successful salesman. His major uh, account was he sold chemicals for a company, Occidental Chemical, and his major account was DuPont. And he'd been through all the things I'd been through. And he saw me as a young salesman coming up. And when the first time I got laid off, he sent me a, a quote that says, you know, when God closes one door, he opens another door, but it sure is hell in that hallway. And it is, you know, because that's when the, you know, I'm like, man, I'm out here doing it and I get laid off out of the blue. You know, I'm making my numbers. I'm growing my business. I'm making good money for the company, but it was something that was completely out of my control. The second time it happened, I was like, called my wife and I said, honey, I just got fired again. I'm going to start looking for another job. And she's like, okay. Yeah, I have a wonderful woman, 26 years of marriage, and she's got my back and I got hers. That's a beautiful thing. At at that point, you know, it was, it happened. Acknowledge it. Move on, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that is good, man. That is good. I'm sure you are helping people, man. Uh, When they tuned in, they didn't know they were going to be getting this much help, (laughs) right, in other areas of life. Yeah. Uh, But it's, it's, it's definitely... You know, uh, coming across, man, I, I feel it. You know, I mean, there's that's a lot of wisdom that's inspirational as well, because uh, those are just life nuggets. And I, I love that because, you know, being successful, you don't have to like become this new person, right? And try to do things a certain way. You know, I love, I love the fact, man, and it, the way that you come across, it just seems like, hey. I'm here, man. This is what you see is what you get, right? I am. I'm me all day, every day. I don't put on these different hats based on what situation I'm in. You know, I'm guided by these principles and convictions. And, you know, that's being sure of yourself, right? Especially for today. I like to tell a lot of my peers, man, and younger ones that are coming up, you know, behind me as well. Hey, listen, I, I'm me, right? Um, yes, sir. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, I'm going to have people that I, I looked up to right? Um, that can help me become better. But in terms of how God created me, like I'm, I'm owning that, I'm walking in that, I'm gifted, I'm skilled, right? And what you see is what you get. But that's yes, what people appreciate though, is that that consistency, right? And that yes, continuity, sir. you know, I call it that integrity, right? And good character. And so just being able, man, to, to try your best in whatever vein that you're in, lean into what your gifts are, Surround yourself with a good supporting system, man, because when things get rocky, you want them to kind of speak life until you have your back, give you some wise counsel, but also encourage you, right, to, to get back up because I know a lot of times we can be our own worst critic. You are correct. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to speak in particular to the young ladies right now. And let's be honest, the construction industry is run by a bunch of knuckle-dragging mouth breathers, okay? Me. Mm-hmm. That's me. But... Ladies, there is room galore for you in this industry. Don't let anybody tell you different. We need ladies. We need balance in our industry because men have a tendency to do it one way and ladies have a tendency to do it another way. And sometimes it does take the ladies way is the right way. So don't let anybody tell you, you can't be an electrician. You can't be a CEO. You can't, don't let anybody tell you that. You do what you want to do. You work towards your goals. Now, young men, you know, you say, yeah, I can do that. I just got to work hard. But, you know, ladies have a little bit more. um, They have to prove themselves a little bit more in this industry. And Mm -hmm. ladies, by what what I'm saying by prove yourself, you don't have to go. Don't do anything more than your role. 
You don't have to do extra work. You don't have to do extra. Just do your job, do it right, and do it to the best of your ability. And down the road you go. There's plenty of room for you here in the construction industry. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely plenty of room, man. And and actually, you know, I think now if we look at kind of the the representation of, of women within the industry, I believe it's it's kind of close to an all time high. You know, we have been yes, under ten percent for so long, and yes, we sir. are above that now. So yes, you kind of see things starting to change, man. And 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 that's good change, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's why we're here. You know, and so I, yeah, no, that's good. And I can only speak to my perspective. You know, um, I I am a white man. I am not a a woman of color. I am not a man of color. Again, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. It's a big, beautiful world. You know, it's changed from our grandparents' era till now. You know, there's you can if you want to own a construction business, you can own a construction business. I'm going to go back to my roots in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, The Holt brother. um, You guys had um, Tory Holt on the Mm -hmm. Rams when they were there. Him and his brother own a construction company, a well-known construction company up here in the Carolinas. So if, you know, there is no reason, there is no rhyme or reason why you can't do anything, any one of us. Yeah, yeah. No, that is good, Scott, man. It has been a pleasure having you on today. Um, I know I learned some things, man, and I'm sure that our audience got a chance to as well. So, man, just thank you for joining us today. Um, it's been a pleasure, man. Any, any last words that you want to give us? Yes, yes. My favorite quote, the quote that I live by um, on, on business is, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. The harder I work, the luckier I get. Paul, it's been a pleasure to meet you today. Thank you for inviting me on here. I wish everybody success. Um, if anybody's in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, uh, I don't know if my email will be shared, but please do please reach out. If I can help you in any way, I will certainly do it. And, uh, thanks for your time today, Paul. Thank you. Thanks again, everybody for tuning into our show. Remember like share, subscribe to the podcast and join the movement as we reach to build a better future that we can all be proud of.